You're listening to Addicted to Growth. Join us each week as we sit down with sales, marketing, and revenue leaders on the front lines of innovation. New insights, new playbooks, new tech, new lessons. Step forward into growth and development or backwards into safety and security. The choice is yours. Let's get into the show. Who are you and kind of like why Why should we be listening to, to what you got to say? Oh boy. Um, who am I? Uh, Kevin Dorsey, KD, uh, VP of Inside Sales at Patient Pop. I am a, a father, a son, a husband, a brother. Um, I, I love sales. I love salespeople. Um, I try to take care of my people and I'm a student of the game, you know. Now, why should people listen to me? I'm not going to tell anybody to listen to me. You know, all I know is I'm out here trying and striving every single day to get better, you know, and I'm sharing what I'm learning as I go. Um, I think I have results behind me to show that some of what I think to do works. Um, but you know, this is all for people to listen to and decide, you know, you can agree with everything I say, or you can disagree with everything I say, you know, but at least you're listening and hopefully taking some action for it. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think that's such a good point that like, I, I thought about as I asked the question, I was like, yeah, like he told people exactly why they should listen. Like you don't have to, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, like, it's up to your interpretation. I think that's such a, a good, a good stance to have. And I don't see it a lot, right? Like yeah. everyone puffs themselves up as like, look at me and this is why I'm valuable. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well no, nah, he's just, he's just sharing his learnings along the way. So um, I guess to start like one of the topics of conversation that's been top of mind and, you know, uh, in my world has been diversity and inclusion, especially right now. Um, so I know you were a guest on the Surf and Sales podcast with Scott Lee and Richard Harris um, and kind of shared your story about being the only, which again, I don't think you've shared that too many times. Um, and that's something that I really resonated with. So I guess, could you talk to us a little bit about your perspectives on DNI and kind of where you fit into that story? Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting. So I know I have some views on this, I think are not different than others, but like not people don't talk about, it, I think the way that they need to like DNI is incredibly important for so many reasons. And, you know, it is hard to be the only often, and it's not something a lot of people think about, you know, but for those listening, like when, when I walk into a room and I'm the only one, like it matters, even though like I'm, quote unquote successful and I'm confident in what I do. Like I walk into a boardroom and I'm the only, that's hard. I walk onto a stage and I know I'm going to be one of 10 in a room of 500. Like people do see that people still do see color, regardless if they believe they do or not. It's actually biological. And it's one of those things where it is frustrating, but I don't like how most conversations around DNI go because they're talking to the wrong people. And this is what I mean, around, like not like controversial or not, but it doesn't matter if you and I talk about DNI. When we talk about DNI as a company culture, it's already too late, right? One of the biggest problems, especially in the tech world, right? DNI is important everywhere, but when we get into tech and when we get into sales, the real problem with DNI is by the time they are ready for their professional jobs, they've already been 
told what they're going to do or where they would succeed. Right. Like they're not coming up. A lot of brothers and sisters aren't coming up thinking they're going to get into SaaS sales. That's not the story that's being told to them when they're in grade school and when they're in high school and when they're in college. Right. Like sales is already a fall into industry for the most part. And it, that needs to change. Right. Tech, the story needs to start earlier. So you and I talking about it like, OK, cool. Like, hey, we need more diversity. Great. Like what, what how do I just go hire more? I can't like I literally I can't go hire more because the applicants aren't there and the applicants aren't there because this isn't the career that they thought they wanted to get into. So we need to move DNI into the schools, right? It's people like me. It's people like you. It's people like Morgan. It's people like Kurt. We got to be talking to the high schoolers. We got to be talking to the freshmen in college. We got to be talking to the juniors in college before they've made their career decision that they should go this path. Right. So that's like I get frustrated sometimes with companies talking about it because oftentimes it's not something you can just go do. It's not like you can just go like, oh, because then it's almost worse. Like before it goes, it's like, all right, we're just going to go hire black people to hire black people. Like, oh, I'm just going to hire this person because they're a minority. Like, that's no better than anything else. You know, so that's where I get frustrated with it is like the talking about it versus doing something about it. Like I talk to high schoolers. I volunteer to mentor young people on these things. Like I'll talk to a class and say, this is why you should consider tech. This is why you should consider sales, right? Like you want to talk about hustling, like sales is the ultimate hustle every single day. You can get paid more than any other career out there but that's not what they're told, right? So we got to move DNI earlier. It starts in the schools. It doesn't, by the time it's in the company, it's already too late. Yeah, I love that so much. And uh, I'm similar to you, right? Like I, even if someone, like I got an email this week from my college and said, hey, there's a rising senior that wants to connect. Like, can you make time for him? I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, that meeting is canceled for his future. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's done. So um, I really love that. I think that's something that I definitely can see having a greater impact. Cause I, I said this jokingly to one of my friends one time and I was like, bro, I was like, do you know companies pay young people six figures to schedule meetings? And he was like, no, 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 no. What do you mean? I was like, no, 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 no. Like, dude, what I do on a daily basis is find people to have meetings with at these companies that, are correlated to a certain amount of revenue. And that's all I got to do. And they were like, no. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The story isn't there, right? Like if you ask most people in high school or even in college, like what sales is, that's not the story they tell. They think sales is grimy. They think sales is shady. They think it's like churn and burn. It's like, no, like, you can make great money faster than any other of like your friends that like stayed in school for six years, got their MBA and now are come out and they're an analyst making 60 K a year, or you can go be an SDR for two years, get yourself to six figures, then move to an AE for a few more. Like they're not told that now part of that though, culturally like that sales has wrong is sales doesn't teach well. Right. So yeah, you can make a lot of money, but a lot of these companies don't teach people well. So the risk is not something that people are willing to take, right? Most like, you know, people talk about being money motivated. Money motivation is actually very, very rare. Most people are not money motivated. They're security motivated. So when they have to make a choice, okay, make 65K, but I know I'm going to get it or be teased with 95K, 
but I might not get it and I might not even keep my job. Like that's not very secure. So they'll go the other route, right? Like we got to change that story. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's so, it's so important. And, and the other thing I joked about sometimes too, and I'm like, this might actually not be a bad time. Like with what I've learned again, I've only been in business, right. For I'm, I'm 28. Uh, so I've been in business for six years, right? Um, spent some time at, you know, in the startup world, building SDR teams. And, you know, I've only had like three or four stints. So by no means am I this like experienced person. However, I've gone in and seen like, okay, in this world, this is what you need to do to succeed and to win, right? So being able to bring those learnings back to uh, a high school or uh, a college, I'm thinking like, this is a better opportunity than ever to figure out some ways to just simply educate younger people, especially um, of a diverse background, what this world is like, that is the that's the action step. Well, I mean, one of my dreams and like this, so this is a down the road thing, but I would love to start like call like an inner city sales school. I want to take them out of high school, like through college. You know, sorry if that throws anybody off, but like college ain't for everybody, right? What if I could get these kids at 18, 19 years old already making six figures, already taking care of themselves, already taking care of their families, right? Like that would be my dream to be able to pull off, right? It's like, all right, you can go this route or you can get real world education, make money right away, not go into debt and like have a job right? They would be four years ahead of everybody that went to college just to come out to get an SDR role. You know, so like we, we can teach this to younger people. We really can, especially the inside sales role. We can teach it. We just got to get ahead of it. We just got to get in front of them and truly teach them not only like, but this is the key though. We have to teach them how to be professional. We have to teach them how to speak clearly with good diction right? Had to teach them how to hold a conversation, how to control their emotions, like having like a true like 90 day like sales boot camp. And then like have them making real money. One day, man, I'm gonna pull that off. So y'all y'all can quote me, I'm gonna pull that off one day. Yeah, and y'all can quote me that I'm a help. I don't care if I'm just taking notes. Let's go. <laughs> I think that and that's one thing that's exact. you took the idea out of my brain. I literally was like, yo, this is so simple that the amount of kids that are on TikTok that if I created an account that was just me and you going back and forth, I'm like, all right, KD, once a week, we're literally sharing the fundamentals of the first part of our curriculum and they can go in there and literally there's going to be, it's going to be boom, like yeah, how to be professional on any channel. Like you can spin up people because these kids know how to act. They know how mm-hmm. to talk. They're already doing it. It's just, let's just focus those efforts on something that'll generate you um, some revenue. So I think, man, I if I can find a way to help intertwine some of this with some of the other projects that I'm working on, like that's, that's a win. And I'd love to help you uh, achieve that dream faster than... Uh, it's currently going because okay. sounds sounds good, man. Sounds good. Yeah. And and speaking of like sales and kind of what we're teaching them, I feel like this kind of leads right back into to the to the next thing we chatted about earlier. Like the way that the sales world is coming, right? Like people are like, oh, like this is the new thing. Like you got to do this, you got to do that. But I feel like you're someone that across multiple interviews, like you always come back to a lot of the same things. And one thing I think you touch on more than I see anybody else touch on is messaging. And I used to not understand this. Like when I first started and I would teach people, I'm like, hey, like literally act like you're going on a date with someone you don't know 
and try to, you know, give them a reason to actually want to talk to you. And as you go through and, and, and talk about messaging, like I'm curious on the kind of what your stance is for people that don't know and then why you believe it's so important. And is that like one of the key elements to the future of success in this space? I mean, yeah. And I don't, I don't know why I seem to be, I guess, considered an outlier on this or like that talking about like that. I talk about this more than others. Like at the end of the day, what closes a sale? It's the, it's the messaging. It comes down to what one individual was able to convince another individual to believe. It does, nothing else matters, right? Like the product, if you can't make them believe it'll be good for them, they won't buy. If the email doesn't make them believe they should respond, they won't. If the demo doesn't make them believe that they want it, they won't ask. Like it all comes down to this, right? It comes down to how we interact with people. And I don't, I don't know why that's not talked about enough. Like all the tools in the world, if you have bad messaging, it doesn't matter. Straight up, it does not matter. If you send bad emails, just because you loaded them up into a cadence or a sequence just meant you could send more bad emails. If you have bad social selling skills, just because you reached out and tagged people on LinkedIn, the messaging is bad, they're still not going to respond to you right? So the tools only amplify what you have. If you have good messaging, the tools amplify it. But if you have bad messaging, they also amplify it. And so that's why I think I focus on it so much is because if you really break it down, that's, (laughs) that's what it comes down to. If I wanted to sell you anything, I'm going to have to talk to you. And there are techniques and processes that you can follow to help paint that picture for a prospect, to help them believe what it is, to talk about the right things with your product, to truly dive into the problem instead of the product, right? There's ways that almost all human beings respond to different types of words and different types of triggers. You can follow those and be successful across industries. And that's what you'll find is interesting is like, you can be the top rep at one company. You actually don't see it that often where they were the number one rep at this company and they immediately moved to a different industry and become the number one rep. You actually don't see it that often, right? Like they, they can go in their lane, but if you understand how to converse and how to do messaging, how to truly influence, you can move industry to industry and be very successful, but you can only do that if you understand messaging. If you don't, it doesn't matter. You can only rely on your product and that's when you're stuck. Right. It's just like making it more of a transferable tool belt of skills versus like, hey, I focus on fintech and I can sell my app in my platform really well to fintech marketing leaders. But the second you go into industrial and manufacturing or you go into retail or you go into healthcare, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, and it's funny too, because it's, it's all the frameworks that say the same. Like you literally just take the snippet from each one and just change it to who you're talking to. And that's, that's one of the things that I was, I guess, lucky with early on to, to get the experience of being an inbound SDR and saying like, all right, like I literally just got 15,000 responses from teachers all over the country. Like, how do I categorize them and how do I take the most important pieces that I'm seeing over and over again? And then how do I just place them back to the leaders, aka the principals, and say, hey, this is what 15 out of 25 teachers who responded to this thing and are using our platform said. I don't know if you saw this, but this is something that I thought would bring your attention. Have a nice day. And they're like, oh, whoa, like this guy just gave me some value. And then you just do that over and over again. And it doesn't, that's it. 
Yeah. Like it's, and I'm not trying to make it sound like it's easy. Like sales is hard, but it is simple. Like if you really break it down, sales is nothing but a really long, if then chain, it's borderline JavaScript. Like if this, then this, and you can map that out pretty accurately. <laughs> like 80, 90% of it, you can map out if this, then this, right. It's just taking the time to understand your prospects better. So many, so many companies, I mean, so many companies don't even do training, but when they do training, it's all on their product and it's not on the prospect. It's not on what the prospect cares about. It's not on the prospect and how they think, how they talk, what their fears are, what they're worried about, how the product actually impacts them. It's all about the product. And so then we wonder why SDRs and AEs get out there and just product dump. It's all they were taught to do, right? But if you took the time to sit down and go, what do teachers care about? Like, what do they actually care about? How can I tie my product into that, right? Why does a teacher become a teacher? Can you pull your messaging into that? Not, oh, my product lets you, I don't know, do remote teaching or whatever. It's like, no, like, what do you, what does a teacher care about? Hey, teacher Bob, you got into teaching because you cared. And I know that because you wouldn't go in day in and day out and battle those students and get low pay and maybe have to work a second job and deal with frustrating parents if you didn't care. It's because I know you care, but I also know you want X result. This product is already helping other teachers maybe get that result. Could I talk about maybe helping you as well? Like that messaging will beat any other messaging out there because it's focused on them. No, I didn't even talk about the product until three quarters of the way down the email. Right. Like people don't talk to their prospects the way that they need to. And that's a problem with messaging across the board. Yeah, I think that's super, super interesting. And and also, like, it, it makes me think, like, I feel like the way that sales teams are and maybe this is just in my crazy world, but I feel like there are going to be some either roles or like specialties that might pop up that we might not have seen before. Like, do you think they're going to be anything like a, a literally just a copier that's going to join sales teams or? Like so, there should. <laughs> okay, it depends. So I do think sales is actually over specialized, and mm. you know it started with predictable revenue, and it worked for a while, but it's over specialized because now we have SDRs that can't close, and we have AEs that can't prospect. Yeah. So now it's over specialized. And it's a, not a good buyer experience. Like we specialized because it was better for sales, but as a buyer, do you like, do you really think I want to deal with an SDR first and go through a qualification call with them and then hop mm. on a call with an AE and be requalified and then have to set up another call to get the first actual, like that's a shitty buyer experience, but we did it for sales. Right. So I hope, there's not more specialization. Like I really, I, I don't think it's what's best for the industry. But one thing, like it's funny that you mentioned it, one thing that every team should invest in is a great copywriter. Like a great copywriter because written word is everything. Scripts are written word. Emails are written word. Collateral is written word. And most sales teams out there are horrible at copywriting. You got reps out there writing really trash emails, right? Who owns it? Right? Like who actually owns writing all these sequences and cadences for people? Is it someone who's been trained in direct response marketing? Is it someone that understands how to evoke emotion? Is it like, if not, your emails are missing, right? So 
I historically have written all of my team's cadences. Like, cause I study copywriting. I love copywriting. Um, this year I actually brought someone in to help, right? Like as the team grows, like I can't continue to do it. Um, rev shop. If anyone's listening, like if you don't know how to write great emails, hit up rev shop. I guess part of what they do is they help you write great emails. If you can double your response rate or double your open rates, like without hiring another person, you could double your results right? From the same amount of efforts, right? So like copywriting is one role that I think every team should have, right? If you think about a sales org, you got AEs, you got SDRs, you got managers, there should be some coaches and there should be a copywriter. That to me is like the ideal sales org. That's smart. And I I think that it's such a good point too, because as you say that, like you've seen the rise of video, right? Like there are companies that have raised millions of dollars that have reps on them every day, sending out videos. So if their messaging is wrong, then on top of that, they're sending out videos. Right. It comes down like that's what I said. Like it gun is gonna come down to a script. And before anyone listening is like, oh, scripts make me sound robotic. No, they don't. You make you sound robotic. A script is just a script. It's your job to make it come alive. Right. Every movie you've ever watched, every show you've ever watched, every song you've ever listened to was written. And the individual brought it to life. Right. You ever think that Johnny Depp or Brad Pitt or whoever else gets a script and goes, this is going to make me sound robotic. Like, I'm going to sound robotic with this script. No, they read the script. They read and go, "Okay." I'm going to make this script come alive. Scripts are important, right? So those video scripts matter, right? They matter. And we help map that out for our teams. Like we say, these are the frameworks. These are the outlines. This is where you can inject like your own, like, you know, personality, your own twist. But these are some of the fundamentals that need to be there. You know, like if I'm cooking a steak, there's just certain fundamentals that need to be there. Like, I'm not going to walk in the kitchen. You're like, you know what I'm going to use today? I'm I'm going to use some mustard. Why? I don't know. It's just my thing. Like, no, like that will ruin the steak. It doesn't matter. Right? You don't like mustard so, on your steaks, Katie? God, no. I don't even know why I said that. That was gross. <laughs> I don't even know why that's what popped into my head. That was weird. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like scripting matters. So like having a copywriter help write the video scripts, help write the emails, help write the proposals. Man, that's valuable. It's so valuable. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the things I've been talking with a lot of people about in the last couple of weeks is, and it even made me think deeper about it when you mentioned um, that the SDRs typically don't really know why, you know, a teacher became a teacher or what exactly their prospects care about. And like, do you think teams would, and I get maybe something like you, like someone like you, since you're, you have a team, like if someone were to come to you and said, hey, I'm going to help your SDRs get better at everything through podcasting, like I'm going to have every one of you new reps spend at least an hour a week interviewing someone that is either a potential customer or a current customer. And then at the end of the week, their job is to give us some reports back of what they learned. Like, that's it. Would that be valuable to you? Uh, I mean, potentially like with my hires and even in my onboarding, like I had my onboarding manager interview 25 customers, right? and get the responses back so we can teach people how they talk, right? So it needs to be more than, I guess what I'm saying is it needs to be more than an hour, right? Like in my best case scenario, right? Every new rep would get to talk to 30 customers. 
Like, and I have like six, seven questions that I have them ask specifically around it, right? Why did you buy? What problem were you hoping to solve? What were you afraid of? What was your buying process? Um, what's your favorite part of the product and what's changed the most since you've bought? If you ask those six questions to 30 customers, I promise you, your emails get better, your scripting gets better overnight because you're going to talk about things the way they talk about things. Most salespeople describe their product in a way that their customers never do, ever. And I've made that mistake before too, but even like coming to Patient Pop, right, where I'm at now, when I got there, we would describe our product as a practice growth platform. Okay, now is it a practice? I'm like, what does that mean? It does it grow their practice? Yes, it does. Is it a practice growth platform? Yes, it is. Has any doctor gotten done with a 12-hour day, sat down at home, poured a glass of wine, took a deep breath and gone, oh God, I wish I had a practice growth platform. Like, no, <laughs> you know, so like we have to talk the way they talk and most SDRs and AEs don't do that. They talk the way they talk and that's a problem. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. And I, I really like that you said, actually, you would want more than an hour. Because like, mm-hmm. as I like look back at like, what's, you know, helped me learn from different roles. I literally like, I, when you're one of the first SDRs on a team for people listening, either if you're joining a team or have never been a part of a team, um, like there's nothing really there, right? So when you have demand gen sending out 13,000 emails, and they're telling you that they're coming from your name, and they're going to respond to your inbox, you learn a lot of stuff real quick. Like you literally can't function unless you have operational procedures and templates and scripts and, and you just can't do it. And, but it can, you can do it. If you interviewed the customers, even 30 of them or the potential customers, right? The potential ones are hard because you actually haven't solved their problem. So it's a little bit of like asking them what they want and that you never get like the real answers there. But if you talk to, to 30 customers and all of a sudden you're now talking to prospects, you can say, Hey, Last week, I spoke to over 35 teachers, and they all seemed to be struggling with this problem. Does that sound like your world by chance, or like you have that all figured out already, right? And they're going to say, well, no, yeah, that's definitely something I'm dealing with. And it's like, okay, so like, how are you dealing with it right now? This is how some teachers are dealing with it. How are you dealing with it? Oh, like this. I mean, we're helping teachers fix this by blank, blank, and blank. Like, could I show you? How? It sounds like you have the problems that we're fixing. There you go. You know, like you can talk with them on a whole different level because you actually understand their world, right? Know your prospects better. Like, I hope that's the main takeaway for anyone listening. Like, know your prospects much better. And a lot of that starts with your customers. Yeah, no, I love that, man. I, I think uh, I think that's such a huge takeaway, even for me too, as I think like what sorts of ways can you know people learn and how can we be more helpful? And I really actually really like this idea of like, hey, if you have a new SDR, like put them on podcast duty. Like I know all y'all need to do something, like give them something to do that'll create long-term results for the team. Um, so Acadia, appreciate you for, you know, hopping on here and, uh, you know, really enjoyed learning about your perspective of DNI and kind of like how we need to start the conversation earlier. And then also um, just how uh, people in general, especially SDRs, just need to know their prospects better. I think those are the you know biggest two things that so many people will get a lot of value from. So appreciate you, my guy. Hell yeah, my man. Thanks for listening to Addicted to Growth. If you learn something new, don't be shy. Let people know. The best way to learn a new skill is to practice day in and day out. 
Go execute something you just learned this week with your community. Until next time. <laughs>